And a choir director, can't you? She got that choir director soul in her. <laughs> Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Everybody got a Bible with them tonight? Anybody need a Bible? I got some extra laying around here. Looks like everybody's got one. You got one back there, Rod? Okay, good deal. Looks like everybody's got a Bible then. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. We're going to be talking about something new tonight. <clears throat> the title of this, uh, this message that we're going to be getting into, we're going to, I ain't going to be able to get through all this tonight, so we might as well call it some kind of a, of a little mini-series. Um, but tell me y'all know that this is the month of October. Come on. This is the month of spirits. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all them ghosts and goblins out there and Halloween this and Halloween that and all that. Which, by the way, y'all know I'm against, I don't like Halloween. Amen. I, 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 was, I was a young man. I was just young in the Lord, I tell you. And, and I always grew up in Halloween all my childhood. We grew up in Halloween. My daddy, well, back in them days, daddy dropped me off in the neighborhood and picked me up, you know, five blocks down the road. <laughs> back in the good old days, you could trust everybody. You can't trust people like that anymore. Amen. I was trying to tell my daughter today, I said, back in my day, you know, on Saturday morning, we watched cartoons and we spent the rest of the day outside doing chores or playing. And she said, but daddy, this ain't them days and there's too many, there's too many body snatchers out there now. They, they snatch your kids up. You can't just let them go outside and run up down the road. And I said, Lord, I was Nathan's age. I used to ride my bicycle across town to go to the park and across the other side of town to go swimming. I said, I was all over the neighborhood. And, and of course, back in my day, there was no such thing, no cell phone or GPS or anything. So... They got, they got my grandkids on GPS. They, they look at their phone and see exactly where them kids are. You, you got yours on that too, don't you? <laughs> well, Frankie, when you and I were growing up, there was no GPS system out there. Amen. You got me on <laughs> Amen. So we're going to be talking about spirits. And the question is, what spirits are you listening to? What spirits are you listening to? That's the title. That's what I want you to look at. Ephesians chapter 6. Going into the 10th verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, putting on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, taking up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your girdled with your waist with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which thou shalt be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is... The Word of God. Father, we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Father, for the reading of Your Word. And Father, I ask You for Your anointing of teaching and understanding tonight. Lord, that You would open up these lips of clay, God, to speak forth Your Word and open up our hearts, our minds to receive and to comprehend. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 So Paul is telling us to put on the armor of God. He's telling us to make sure we have the armor of God on. And your question might be, well, how do we do that? By getting in the Word. Getting in the Word and staying in prayer. 
You know, when you get in God's word, you know, your faith is going to get strong. You're, 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 brother, why are you sitting over by yourself? You look lonely. You look lonely, brother. Oh, we got some room over here for you. Brother Mackey, come over here to you. <laughs> but, but it tells us to put on the armor of God. And here's the thing is we put on the armor of God through, through getting in God's word. You know, we, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It builds our faith. So there's our, our shield of faith, you know. Our helmet of salvation. You know, we need to know and, and accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. You know, God sent His only begotten Son so that we can be saved. Nobody has to perish. So we, we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And when we do, a helmet of salvation is put upon us. And notice that this helmet of salvation is upon your, your head where your mind is. Amen? I, I tell people all the time, the greatest battlefield you ever fight in is only six inches. Come on, right here. This is your, this is your battlefield right there. Amen? This, this is where the devil does the most damage. It's is right there in your mind. So we need to put on the helmet of salvation. We need to make sure we have on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. Amen? Standing right with God. Amen? Having the belt of truth. You know, the truth of God's word is what holds up everything. I like how the, the truth of God's word just holds up the whole armor. Amen. So we put on the armor of God, but we don't put it on to look pretty. Mm-mm. Let, me, oh, let me just tell you, go ahead and tell you this too. When you put on the armor of God and you got the armor of God on, only speak what God speaks. You see, when you got the armor of God on and you speak in what God speaks, the devil thinks that's God underneath that armor. Huh? But when you start speaking your own mind in your own words, the devil looked real close. Oh, that ain't Jesus underneath that armor. That's just the wing. Oh, Lord, I thought that was Jesus himself underneath that armor. Come walking out of there like that, all that armor. Oh, that's just the wing. That's just me, Ma. That's, you got you to be careful with your words. Make sure you're saying what God says and not your own thinking. Amen. How many know your own thinking can mess you up? It can mess you up. All right. Cool. Let's go back with me in the Word here. It says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age or this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now I'm reading from the New King James Bible tonight, so there might be a couple of words there a little different, but it still gives you the same meaning. Therefore, taking you the whole armor of God. So he's telling us that there's demons out there that we are wrestling against. We're not wrestling against one another. When's the last time you got mad at somebody? Raise your hand if, you get, if you've been mad at somebody in the past week. Woo! We got some saints in the house. Hallelujah. Anybody been mad at anybody in the past month? Huh? Oh, we still got some sanctified folks up in here. Has anybody been mad at anybody this past year? All right, now we're getting more honest in the church. All right. Come on. Who are we really mad at? Who are we really mad at? You ever notice how easy it is to get mad at a person? We get mad at the person, and we're not thinking about the spirit behind the person. You know? There's a lot of people that's just puppets on a string, and the, and the, and the spirit world is just moving them around. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You got to be careful. Them strings that get a hold of you start moving you around too if you ain't careful. You got to stay in God's word. Stay holy. Stay sanctified. Amen. So we need to realize that when we get our tempers up and we're about ready to go at it with somebody, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Hello. 
We wrestle against the spirit behind the person. And that's where we need to focus at is the spirit behind the person. Okay? So there's seven things, seven things that Satan attacks. Seven things that we find right here in God's Word. Number one, Satan fights truth. He fights truth. Have you noticed they're trying to teach our children there is no such thing as absolute truth? Amen? I'm going to tell you something. That Holy Bible you get sitting in your lap right now, that's absolute truth. It's absolute truth. It is yes and amen. Look, from the table of contents to the maps behind revelations, it is yes and amen. Okay? That is truth. Now, truth doesn't matter if we agree with it. It doesn't matter if we like it. It's still truth. Amen? But in today's times, you know, they want to change truth if they don't agree with it or don't fit their lifestyle or just or it offends them. Then they want to change truth. But, you know, you can't change truth. You can't change it. Truth is truth. Amen? No matter what you want to call it, no matter how you want to treat it, truth is still truth. So the truth, we, Satan attacks the truth. If he can attack the truth that you're trying to believe in, attack the word that you're trying to believe in and the truth, guess what? All the rest of your armor will fall right off of you because you won't know what truth is. This is why it's so important to stay in church. This is why it's so important to get in God's Word. This is why it's so important to pray. Listen, when you open up the Bible, say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me what I don't understand. Show me what I need to see in the Word today. Isn't it amazing how every time we read, I mean, you know, we're we're in our Bible or our reading time right now. You know, read your scripture every day, read your chapter every day. And we're in 2 Corinthians. Isn't it amazing how many times we have read 2 Corinthians and yet we see something new? You know, we see something new every time. Because God is revealing truth to us. A little bit here and a little bit there, but he's revealing truth to us. So truth is important and the devil will attack truth. The second thing the devil wants to attack is righteousness. Oh, you ain't righteous. You know you ain't saved. You know you ain't holy. You know what you did last year. You know what you did last month. Oh, there's that club. Look, you're driving down the road. There's that club you used to go into. Why don't you go back over there? Come on. You know, the devil starts telling you all kinds of things, reminding you of your past. Remember what I said on, about preaching you on Sundays. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Come on. The devil, you're right, i got a past. That old man is dead, but you know that past is there. But I'm living in the here and the now. But let's talk about your future, devil. Don't run off, devil. Let me read to you. I know you can't read, devil, so sit down. I'm going to read Revelations to you. You're going to burn forever and ever in the lake of fire, praise God, while I'm dancing on the streets of gold. Amen. So remind the devil of his future. He cannot stand to be talked about his future. Because he knows he's going to burn forever and ever. He, listen, the devil knows. He's unread Revelations too. He knows he loses. He's just so evil, he's trying to convince you that he's going to win. But he knows he's going to lose. He's not a fool. He's not stupid. He knows he's going to lose. But he's going to, he's going to do his evil thing to the end. The third thing is the preparation of the gospel. The devil attacks the gospel. Oh, Lord, we want to rip pages out of the Bible. Come on. We want to rip pages out of the Bible. We want to put so many translations over the Bible, we don't know what the Bible even says anymore. Amen. Come on. Have y'all ever heard of a... Y'all got King James? How many of y'all got King James? Raise your hand. You ever heard of Queen James? Oh, yeah. It it exists. Look it up. Queen James is taking everything that God talks about being against homosexuality, takes all that out and embraces homosexuality and even tries to convince you that Jesus was a homosexual. I mean, it's, it's in there. Queen James. Changing the Word of God. 
Be careful with what translation of the Bible you read. Because there's some translations out there that have taken complete sentences and verses completely out. Mm -hmm. Completely out. And so you've got to be real careful. I always say, let, let the King James be your foundation. You be a foundation. Build your foundation on King James. You can go to, I mean, I love Amplified. I go to that all the time, but King James is still my foundation. I'm reading New King James tonight, but guess what? Old King James is still my foundation. I'm going to base everything on it. And I'm going to build on top of it. Listen, I might go to Amplify to get a deeper understanding. Amen? But I'm going to make sure, listen, if it says something contrary to what King James says, then, that, then that, that's not the Word of God. I'm not going to get away from it. You've got to be careful. Because the devil wants to deceive. And he attacks the gospel. He attacks it. He wants to change the gospel. How about your faith? Has anybody here been attacked in their faith? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been attacked in your faith. And yet our faith is a shield. The shield of faith. That faith shield is a protection. You know, you don't run out in the battlefield and start hitting people with your shield. I mean, I guess you can, but, you know, you're just going to knock them down. They're going to get back up and swing at you with a sword, you know. But the shield is for your protection. You know, the, when Paul wrote this, he was, he was chained between two Roman soldiers and he was looking at their armor. He was looking at their shield. He was looking at their, at their weapon, their sword, you know. And he said, the sword is the word of God, but that shield, that's faith. You know, we need faith to protect us. Amen? Well, the devil wants to erode your belief system. He wants to dumb down the church, dumb down our, our education system. It's amazing what they don't even teach our kids in, in school anymore about history. He wants to, they want to dumb down our education system. And so a faith is always attacked. But how do we get more faith? Somebody tell me how do we get more faith? Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How many times have I said, I must, I probably say that a thousand times a year, I guess. I don't know. But it's so true. Amen. We need more Word, not less Word. Because more Word that we hear, the more faith we have, and the stronger our shield can get. Now, let me tell you, this is the good news for us parents and grandparents, is our shield can get so big that it can protect our family. Especially your little, your little kids. You got little kids like that, you know. They just babies. Okay, they learning. How big is their shield going to be? Not very big, because they're just learning. They need mama's shield to hold them up. Run behind mama's shield and that'll protect them. Amen. And you protect your family with your shield. But if you've got a small shield, it's kind of hard to protect your family. It's hard to protect yourself. So we've got to get more faith. The devil wants to attack our faith. The fifth thing that the devil wants to attack is your salvation. Boy, if he can knock that helmet of salvation off the top of your head, everything else will crumble down too. Get you doubting. I don't know if I'm saved or not. I hope I'm saved. You ever talk to anybody? I hope I'm saved. I talked to a man just this week. Sit down and, and at his house and talk with him and ask him about the Lord. He said, I hope I'm saved. I said, whoa, brother. We can go past that hoping and we can get to the knowing. All we got to do is ask him. I, I broke out the Bible. I said, let me see your Bible. He had a Bible there and I turned it to First uh, John 1 and, 1 and 9. He's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness if we do what? Repent and ask Him to forgive us of our sins. That's all we got to do. We ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. It says right there, black and white in, in the Bible, He is faithful and He is just. Jesus is not a liar. Amen. His blood is not so weak that it cannot save you. His arm is not too short that he cannot hug you. Listen, 
He is faithful and He is just if we simply trust His Word. Trust the Word. Everything must be based on the Word. Your belief system must be based on the Word. So I prayed with Him. Led Him to the Lord. And we got to the knowing. Amen. We went past the hoping and got to the knowing. Amen. Based on the Word of God. But you know, it, it, the devil wants to attack that. He wants to knock that helmet of salvation off. You know? And he, he's got his tricks. He's, he's got his tricks. Look, look at what it says here. The wiles of the devil. Where it says wiles, that's trickery. Tricks of the devil. He's full of tricks. Always deceiving. Trying to deceive. You know, you give your heart to the Lord and the next thing you know, the devil will be walking right beside you saying, oh, come on. You don't really believe all that. You know you ain't really saved. You know you still got that thought. Come on. You know you still want that cigarette. Hello. You know that beer still tastes good. Come on, you know that's a good-looking woman. Don't lie. Don't sit here and lie. You just got to say, don't lie. You know it's a good-looking woman. Come on. Some of y'all looking at me like, Pastor, what's, what's happening right now? Come on, I, I'm being real with you. I'm telling you about my life. This is my life experience with God and the devil. Amen? And the devil will do everything he can to convince you you didn't get nothing. Oh, you went down there, they lay hands on you. You felt some goosebumps because you had a cold chill, honey. Just a cold air came right through the church. That wasn't a Holy Ghost. That was just a cold chill came through. You didn't get nothing. Come on. And he will do his best to talk you out of everything. But listen, there's one thing for sure. The Bible says that the devil, everything come out of the devil. He's a liar. So if the devil's telling you something, believe the opposite. Amen. The devil tell you ain't saved and you shout say, praise God, I know I'm saved because the devil tell me I ain't. <laughs> the devil tell me I'm not saved, I must be saved. Amen. The devil tell me I'm not healed, I must be healed. Come on. Whatever the devil tells you, just believe the opposite. It may it aggravate him, he'll leave you for a season because you know you can aggravate the devil. Oh yeah, you can aggravate the devil. Amen. Anybody here like aggravating people? Well, I know I do. I can start aggravating somebody. I... It's a bad habit of mine. I can, I, I, can, I can really get on it, you know, and aggravate somebody. I like turning it on the devil. I turn it on the devil and start aggravating him. Amen. Where are you going, devil? Let me read to you. Sit down, brothers. Have a prayer meeting. Come on. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you about the streets of gold that you ain't going to walk down. Ooh. I'm going to tell you about that fire that I'm not going to feel, but you're going to burn. <laughs> Come on. Start aggravating him. Amen. He'll leave you for a season. For a season, he's always going to be hanging around and try to come back and get you, though. The devil's always going to attack the Word of God. Well, you know that Bible. You know man wrote that Bible. And Lord, it's full of errors and mistakes. And you know, that probably ain't even the right translation. You know? I mean, hello? Am I talking to somebody? You know what I'm talking about. This is stuff you hear on the streets now. This is stuff you hear when you talk to people about the Lord, is it not? We've got to have confidence and faith. I want to tell you something. You believe what you want to believe, but I believe that my God is so big and so great and so awesome that He knew how to put His words in writing and put it in my hand. Amen? amen. Every word of God is yes and amen, and it is true. So, preacher, how you know that the Bible is true? Because my spirit bears witness with the spirit of the word of God. Amen. And when I read it, a fire begins alive on the inside of me. I know it's real. I know it's real. Amen. This ain't, listen, this ain't, this ain't no fantasy book that you're reading down at the library. This is living word. 
So people give me books all the time. As pastor, Lord, I got books. You see my office. I got books everywhere. People give me books all the time. And I'll open it up and I'll start reading. And I won't get nothing out of it. I was like, man, I don't feel no spirit here. I don't feel nothing in this book. And the Lord will speak to me and say, he says, because that's not my words. And that's why you ain't feeling it, because it ain't my word. Well, listen, when it's the word of God, you'll feel it. You'll feel it in your soul. You'll feel it when it's the word of God. Be careful just reading some old book out there. It may not be the word of God. It may not even be close to the word of God. Amen? So the word of God will always be attacked. Is it real? And then the seventh thing is prayer. Oh yeah, the devil's going to attack your prayer life. He's going to attack your prayer. You know you ain't got time to pray. You got to go cut that grass. You got to go build that hay. Oh Lord, you got to watch them kids. You got to wash the dishes. Somebody got to cook the supper. You ain't got time to pray. Yeah, you know the proper prayer. You got to get on your knees. And you gotta, I, I heard this this week. You got to get on your knees. That's the only way proper pray now. You got to get on your knees. Now I said, Lord, brother, you can't hardly get down enough. I mean, so if you can't get on your knees, you don't do no praying at all. Come on. I said, show me in that Bible. Show me in that Bible where it says you gotta, you got to get on your knees. Right. Amen. Listen, Jesus prayed on his knees. Jesus prayed standing up. Yeah. Jesus prayed laying down. Come on. Amen. Amen. Jesus prayed while he was running, running to go. Amen. Yeah. While he was walking down the road, Jesus was praying. He, all kinds of different ways to pray. Amen. Just the, the important thing is praying. But the devil do everything he can to convince you you don't have time to pray. The truth is you ain't you don't have time not to pray. You don't have time not to pray. But the devil always attack your prayer life. Well, you know God ain't really listening to you. You know your prayer just hit the ceiling and came back down. Come on. He'll do everything he can to attack your prayer. I want to tell you something. You pray according to God's word, he's listening. He's listening. Amen. Now you're praying something out of the way like you, you want a little red Corvette and you know you need a minivan to ride them kids to church. Y'all done heard? <laughs> Brother Jason got a red Corvette. I know he came over to the house and showed me that red Corvette because every time like that, took a picture. I put it on Facebook. People started commenting on Facebook. Oh, you finally got your red Corvette. <laughs> I said, Lord, no. <laughs> Lord, no. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I had one. Now I ain't got time for it. <laughs> but you got to pray according to God's Word. Amen? Not selfish prayers. Selfish prayer. And my prayer for Roy Kilvitt was a selfish prayer. Amen? So those are the seven things that the, that the devil loves to attack. Loves to attack. But let's talk about these spirits. How many of y'all realize that you're listening to spirits all the time? Well, we got quiet right there. Man, you got quiet. What? Let me say it again for everybody in the back row. You're always listening to spirits. They're always talking to you. Mm-mm. Not me, preacher. I only listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't listen to no other spirits. Oh, yeah, you do. You just don't realize you do. You just don't realize that voice is talking to you is the spirit. That's all. You thought that was just your thought. Come on. You ever been going down the road or just doing something and all of a sudden you got the craziest thought come to you? Yes. A thought that you know you shouldn't be thinking? You know what I'm talking about? You know you ain't got no business thinking about that and yet all of a sudden it just consumes your mind and, and, man, and you're just lost in that thought. Where'd it come from? That spirit hanging around you? Yeah. Mm. Turn your Bibles to Revelations. 
Revelations chapter 2. We're going to talk about some spirits. The devil don't like us talking about spirits, by the way. He don't want you to be educated. He don't like you being educated in God's Word. That's why he always pulls at you and says, don't go to church tonight. <laughs> don't go to church today. Uh-uh. Ain't you got something else you want to do? Ball game's on. You don't want to go to church tonight. Uh-uh. The devil do everything he can to get you away from God's Word. Amen. You're tired. You work today. You're exhausted. You know you don't want to go to church today. Won't you lay down in this bed and take a nap? Huh? Y'all ever heard it? Y'all heard it? See, the Spirit's talking to y'all. See? The Spirit's been talking to you the whole time. Revelation chapter 2, looking at verse 20. Now, I'll tell you what. Go to verse 18. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. And to the angel of the church of Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has the eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like the fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as far as your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. I don't think I want the Lord speaking that to me. How about you? Would you want the Lord to say, I got a few things against you? Uh-uh. Lord, I don't want to hear that. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her in, into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Mm, mm, mm. So let's talk about this, this spirit of Jezebel that Jesus is talking about here. We know that this is a spirit of Jezebel because the woman Jezebel is in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. There was a real woman named Jezebel. She was the wife of Ahab. King, and we're going to talk about talk about that in, in Acts chapter, in First Kings chapter sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. But what the Lord is talking about here is a spirit. There's a spirit known as the Jezebel spirit, and this Jezebel spirit in the in the church, well, she was considering herself to be a prophetess. She was prophesying. She was a teacher. She was a preacher. That she was doing some very immoral things. She was leading the people away from God and still leading them to God. Okay? And, of course, she got into uh, sexual immoralities and stuff like that. Now, down there where it talks about the death of her children, it's actually referring to those that are listening to her teachings, those that are under her doctrine. That's, that's what they're talking about. So, Jesus describes to us a Jezebel spirit. The Jezebel spirit calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce, claiming to be inspired, and she's teaching and, and misleading uh, the servants of God. So we can see in Revelations that the Lord is talking about a spirit of Jezebel and not a physical person named Jezebel. There was indeed a woman in the church that was teaching and seducing the church, but her name was not Jezebel. Jezebel was the name of the spirit that was operating through her, okay? The name of the Spirit operating through her. 
The first thing I want you to realize about this spirit of Jezebel that we see in Revelations is that Jezebel always seeks, the spirit of Jezebel always seeks titles. Y'all ever known anybody hung up on titles? Oh, yeah. I went to the church one time and everybody in the church had a title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't just, you couldn't just call them brother or sister. Oh, no, that's missionary. That's, that's missionary uh, brother, missionary uh, sister, you know. No, that's deaconess. You can't just say, hey, brother Dwayne. No, that's deaconess Dwayne. I mean, everybody got a title. And they want you to call them by that title. And there was prophets in the church, and you got to call them prophets. And, and there was doctors in the church, you got to call them doctors. And, you know, you, you uh, had bishops in the church, you had to call them bishops. You couldn't call them by their name. You had to call them by their title. And they would introduce themselves by their title. Have y'all ever known anybody hung up on a title? Oh, yeah, got to beware. Be careful of them title people. Title people. See, somebody really loves the Lord don't care about a title. Somebody really loves the Lord just wants to be a servant of God. Amen. Just wants to be a servant of God. Amen. Amen. I happen to be an ordained bishop in the church of God. Do I require you to call me bishop? No. Some of y'all call me by my first name. Don't even call me pastor. Y'all just call me by my first name. Because I'm not hung up on that. Amen. I'm hung up on being a servant of the Most High God. A servant of the Most High God. So you got to be careful of those that are looking for a title. And they'll come to the church. And they'll be looking for a position. They'll be looking for a title. Amen. I've, I've had them come to me. I've had them come to me. I, I want to I do this in the church. And I want this title. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, bro. We'll let you work in the church. But we're going to hold off on that title thing. Okay. We're going to see how you work out first, you know. And we don't, we don't worry about all them titles. We, I like to work as a team. Have y'all noticed that about me? I like to build teams. Let's build a team, okay? And, and it's working the team because you may not be on the team all the time. You might not be on the team forever, but the team going to keep going. Amen? Amen? So I like to build teams in the church instead of titles because titles begin to give people a swelled head. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know anybody with swelled heads. Yeah, see, that's a Jezebel spirit. When you see people got a swelled head because of their position or their title, that's a Jezebel spirit at work. There's no I in teams. No I in teams. Yeah, still spelled T-E-A-M, right? Not T-I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Number two, a Jezebel spirit will always come in the middle of assembly of believers to seduce them away from the word of the Lord and cause them to follow the spirit of Balaam, which is the spirit of error, causing doubt on the word of God. Jezebel's spirit will always try to bring confusion to the gospel. Confusion to the word of God. Confusion. Yeah. And that's, that's what you have to be aware of. Not everybody that comes into the church um, believes the same thing that you believe in. Amen? I talked, to a, I talked to a guy just this week, and he told me that miracles have been done away with, that God don't do miracles anymore. I said, what scripture is that, brother? I haven't read that one yet. When did it stop? I, I haven't read that yet. You see, you got to stay with the Word of God. Amen? you got to stay with the Word of God. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of strange beliefs Strange beliefs. And I always ask them, well, where's that? Show me in the Word. You know, they, they never can. 
They never can show you in the Word. Amen? Never can show you in the Word. And so you got to be, be aware. Be careful. So a Jezebel spirit will always come in the middle of an assembly of believers and try to seduce them away from the Word of God. The truth of the Word of God. And that's what she was doing in, in Revelations. Number three, a Jezebel spirit will always attack. Mm. Yeah. A Jezebel spirit will always attack the pastor and the pastor's wife and any other preachers who have a position in the church. Jezebel spirit will do that. He sure will. Um, and I'll tell you through my personal experience, most of the time the Jezebel spirit comes in through somebody claiming to be a preacher. Yeah, they'll come in church. And most of the time, I have seen there's a Jezebel spirit when they come in, they don't go right after the pastor. No, they want to start off with the pastor's secretary or the pastor's Jewish church teacher or the pastor's worship leader, you see. The, the, the spirits want to attack the leadership the pastor's in the middle of that leadership, but the, but the spirit don't know. It better not go straight after the pastor. It's got to go after those that are outside, those that looking for the weak prey. Weak prey, just like a just like a, a, a predator hunting. They're going to go after those that see the weak, weak in the word. They're going to get them first. When you got a limp, well, they're going to get you first. If you're a little slow, they're going to get you first. And so that's what a usually typical spirit does when they come in. Is they'll start they'll start going after somebody. And it's always through the spirit of criticism. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The passionate that made me do this. This is how I do it. Huh? Come on. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what. The passion let me play that piano. We play it a little different. I don't know why she plays that way. Amen. Spirit of criticism. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Well, if he let me back in the floor, I'd back him in bed. Come on. Tell him come on. Tell him come on. Tell him come on. But they work through criticism. Criticize. Criticize. Some of y'all just, y'all just go back in your mind. Y'all know, y'all can think of some things, can't you? Y'all can think of some things. Somebody come into church, you don't know them from the hill of beans, the next thing you know, they want to know uh, why the wall is that covered, or why that brother wears a tie, and, and why that so and so is in that position, you know? Mm-hmm. And they start criticizing. Yeah. They don't go after the pastor. But let me tell you, they love going after the pastor's wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they go after the pastor's wives. They sure will. See, that's how you battle pastor caves. Huh? You go after his wife. And Jezebel spirits up the lacquer and the pastor's wife. They really do. Y'all need to pray for your pastor's wife. Amen. Y'all need to pray for Angel. She's always fighting the demons. They're always, always solid. Everybody got a better idea. Everybody's a good day. Amen. I call it Monday, Monday night quarterback. Game ended on Saturday and you still quarterbacking on Monday. It's okay. I was trying to tell somebody how to do it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> when I look up my old grandson playing ball, he ain't only nine years old, he's playing ball you know, like that, he's playing football. You know? And uh, well they they make us some of these big college trying to do college play the Lord, that ain't Alabama out there, they're just little kids. I mean they throwing the ball going the 
My Lord, what's wrong with that coat? Just hand the man the ball. Just hand that boy the ball. Let him run. You know. And my son all getting upset. I looked over at him and I said, I think you and I will go down there and volunteer. We'd be the coaches. I think we should know better than that. He looked at me and I looked at him. I said, nah, we messed it up real big. <laughs> we messed it up real big. <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, I ain't got the patience. <laughs> but you know, you can do that real easy. Start criticizing. Start criticizing. Well, I don't know why you give the football to my grandson. Well, he ain't got to run them all. Well, we let my grandson be quarterback. He got an arm on him. Why do I always give him that number 21? Who's that 21? I always give him football. What a good my boy. You know what I'm saying? Criticize. It's criticizing the spirit of Jezebel. That's a, that's a Jezebel spirit at work. And she works. And she loves to come in and mess with things. And she begins to work, stirring things up, stirring up the pot, getting the people upset about this, that, and the other. You know, just little things. Okay? That's what spirit of Jezebel will do. The spirit of Jezebel will talk to you in such a way that you will think she's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Oh, yeah. Y'all remember we down there at tent revival? Tent revival now. Look at how long ago. Just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah. I never will forget Sunday night. Sunday night. Preacher was preaching. I mean, he did a good job. It looked like everything was winding up. And, 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 and a, a compassionate voice came to me. Compassionate. Compassionate voice. Look around, your people are tired. When he gets to get the mic, you just go ahead and dismiss them. Send everybody home. They're tired. They, you know, they're good people. Oh, they've been faithful in church. It's Sunday night. They were with you this morning. They're tired. Have some, have some compassion on your people and send them home. And I was like, yeah. That sounds like the right thing to do. That sounds righteous, don't it? Sounds righteous. But then I heard another voice just as compassionate. He said, well, what about that woman in that wheelchair? If nobody prays for her, will she ever come up? What about that blind woman? If the church don't ever pray for her, will she ever see? And I said, compassion. Both voices came to me in compassion. One of them was the Holy Spirit. One of them was Jezebel. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, I was debating for a while which was which. Which was which. You know? And finally, I made up my mind. I said, well, if I miss God, I'm going to miss God trying to get somebody out of the wheelchair. Amen. I said, if I'm going to miss God, I'm going to get somebody out of the wheelchair. If they don't come out of the wheelchair, I said, well, I'll miss God. Said, okay. Well, at least I was trying to obey God. If I miss him, I'm missing him. No, I'm going to try to get somebody out of the wheelchair. Brother, you see come out of the wheelchair? I but see, I had two voices talking to me. Oh, preacher, you mean the devil talks to you? Come on, folks. I'm just as human as you are. Show me, devil. And I had to figure out which voice was which voice was the was the Holy Spirit and which voice was Jezebel. You see, she didn't want that woman coming out of that wheelchair. She didn't want that blind woman seeing angels in that tent. She didn't want all them other folks being healed that came up during that time either, did she? She wanted everybody to go home. Go home before the miracles start happening. Go home before things got to get stirred up. Don't, don't, don't keep it going. Go home. Don't go home. You know, I know it's with nobody in a hurry to go home. Night after night, I said, Lord, 
10 o'clock, folks still here. They got to go to work tomorrow. Amen. The people were hungry for the Lord. And so, yeah, even I have to just, I have to figure out which voice am I listening to? Which voice are you listening to? Which voice is talking to you? Sometimes it's not easy to figure out. But I'll tell you, one good way to help you, does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up? If it don't line up with the Word of God, chances are it's not, it's not the Holy Spirit talking to you. But if it lines up, you can find some scripture to base it on. You can find a scripture that's backing up. It lines up with something the Lord will say. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's always going to say what the Holy, what the Lord will say. He's always going to say what that Bible will say. He's always going to say what Jesus will say. Holy Spirit ain't going to say anything outside of Jesus and that Bible. Never will. Never will. Jesus said he will not speak of his own. He will only speak of what the Father tells him to speak. He won't speak of himself. He won't glorify himself. He won't say, oh, look at me, I'm the Holy Spirit. He won't try to edify himself. He will only edify the Son and the Father. Amen. And so that's a good way to tell him. So what spirit are we listening to? What spirit are we listening to? Amen. Be, be careful not to listen to a Jezebel spirit. We've got a few more minutes here. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. And then we're going to have to wrap it up. Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> this good word tonight. Jezebel didn't want me to bring this out tonight. Try to talk me out of it. Talk me out of it. You know what Jezebel said? It said right after, right after I talked to Blayton, and he said my daddy and my sister are gonna come to church tonight. Jezebel said, "Oh, you don't want to talk about that? Then you need to talk about something else. You might scare them off." That's what Jezebel said. And I was like, Lord. What you want me to do. Hello. Amen. What you want me to do. Galatians chapter 5. Go to verse 19. 18. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. This is Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, you are not led, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and of like of which I tell you before, just as I've told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, look at this. But the fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, which is meekness, self-control, which is temperance. Against such there is no law, and of those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, let us walk in the Holy Spirit. So the, whole, the fruit, the nine fruits of the Spirit. Those are nine fruits of the Spirit. In other words, the nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Those are her, that's the Holy Spirit's personalities. That's who He is. That's his character, okay? The nine fruits of the Spirit. That's his character. So if that's his character, if that's the character of the Holy Spirit, then what's the opposite of that? Well, instead of love, it's hate. Right? Instead of joy, it's depression and anxiety and panic. Instead of long-suffering, which is patience, it's no patience. Anybody here suffer from a lack of patience? 
That's a Jezebel spirit trying to aggravate you. Back to patience. All right. Kindness. What's the opposite of kindness? Rudeness. Have you noticed how rude people are in today's times? My goodness, they're getting worse, aren't they? Rudeness. Rudeness. Goodness. The opposite of goodness is evil. Faithfulness. Truth breakers. Somebody just can't keep a promise. All right. These are all the, these are all the fruits of the devil or the fruits of Jezebel's spirit. How about gentleness, meekness? Opposite of that would be a bully. A bully. You know anybody's a bully? Got a bully, got a bully in spirit. Self-control and temperance. How about anger problem? Anybody got an anger problem? Anger problem? Anger problem people, people get angry quickly. They're wrestling a Jezebel spirit. You see, those are the fruits and manifestations of a Jezebel spirit or the spirit of the devil as he likes to talk to us. Talk to us. Those, are the fruit, those are his fruits. The opposite of the fruits of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So anytime you see, and we're going to wrap this up because we're out of time, but anytime you see these things in operation, next time you hear somebody being critical, next time you have a critical thought, okay? Next time you see these things, begin to realize there's voices talking. And it's not, it's not God. It's not the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's always going to walk in love and talk love. He's always going to have joy. Amen? He's always going to have self-control and patience. The Holy Spirit is always going to be meek. Amen? Gentle and kind. That's the Holy Spirit. The devil is always going to be the opposite. Amen? Let's all stand here to go to our feet. I know the kids are about done. I can hear them. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for opening up the word of life and we're just getting into this, God. And there's so much more meat to talk about. I pray, Lord, that you open up our understanding that we begin to realize that there are spirits out there trying to deceive us. That there are spirits out there trying to control us. That there are spirits out there trying to break us down. Make us fight within ourselves. That we bind the spirit of Jezebel tonight. We bind the spirit of Jezebel working in this church. We bind the spirit of Jezebel working in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. matter of fact, say that out loud. I rebuke and I bind the spirit of Jezebel from working in my life. Amen. Say that again. I rebuke and I bind the spirit of Jezebel from working in my life. Father, I ask the Lord to give us wisdom that we can see these spiritual things working. And you give us wisdom to know when to pray. You give us wisdom to know when to speak. And you give us wisdom to know when not to speak. Father, we ask you for wisdom tonight as we learn to deal with these Jezebel spirits. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for a blessing over the people, God. Lord, that you bless them. Lord, that you encourage them. Lord, that you set them free right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, to give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. And amen. Amen. Don't forget about Sunday morning. Come and be with us in church. Amen. Uh, see Brother Wayne on our cleanup list. Did I give you the cleanup? Oh, here it is, Brother Wayne. Brother Wayne's got the cleanup list for those that are going to help clean the church. All right. Greet somebody in the Lord. What's your name, brother? Tim. All right, man.
choir director, can't you? She got that choir director soul in her. <laughs> Amen.
Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Everybody got a Bible with them tonight? Anybody need a Bible? I got some extra laying around here. Looks like everybody's got one. You got one back there, Rod? Okay, good deal. Looks like everybody's got a Bible then. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. We're going to be talking about something new tonight. The title of this, uh, this message that we're going to be getting into, we're going to, I ain't going to be able to get through all this tonight, so we might as well call it some kind of a, of a little mini-series. Um, but how many of y'all know that this is the month of October? Come on. This is the month of spirits. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all them ghosts and goblins out there and Halloween this and Halloween that and all that. Which, by the way, y'all know I'm against, I don't like Halloween. Amen. I... I, I, was, I was a young man. I was just young in the Lord, I tell you. And, and I always grew up in Halloween all my childhood. We grew up in Halloween. My daddy, well, back in them days, daddy dropped me off in the neighborhood and picked me up, you know, five blocks down the road. <laughs> back in the good old days, you could trust everybody. You can't trust people like that anymore. Amen. I was trying to tell my daughter today, I said, back in my day, you know, on Saturday morning, we watched cartoons and we spent the rest of the day outside doing chores or playing. And she said, but daddy, this ain't them days and there's too many... There's too many body snatchers out there now. They're, they're snatching kids up. You can't just let them go outside and run up down the road. And I said, Lord, I was Nathan's age. I used to ride my bicycle across town to go to the park and across the other side of town to go swimming. I said, I was all over the neighborhood. And, and of course, back in my day, there was no such thing, no cell phone or GPS or anything. So they got, they got my grandkids on GPS. They, they look at their phone and tell you exactly where them kids are. You, you got yours on that too, don't you? <laughs> Well, Frankie, when you and I were growing up, there was no GPS system out there. Amen. You got me on <laughs> Amen. So we're going to be talking about spirits. And the question is, what spirits are you listening to? What spirits are you listening to? That's the title. That's what I want you to look at. Ephesians chapter 6, going into the 10th verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Finally, my brother. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Putting on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, taking up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your girdled with your waist with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and having your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which thou shalt be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the reading of your Word. and. Father, I ask you for your anointing of teaching and understanding tonight. Lord, that you would open up these lips of clay, God, to speak forth your word and open up our hearts, our minds to receive and to comprehend. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 So Paul is telling us to put on the armor of God. He's telling us to make sure we have the armor of God on. And your question might be, well, how do we do that? By getting in the word. Getting in the Word and staying in prayer. You know, when you get in God's Word, you know, your faith is going to get strong. You're, 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 brother, why are you sitting over by yourself? You look lonely. You look lonely, brother. 
Oh, we got some room over here for you. Brother Mackey, come over here to you. <laughs> but, but it tells us to put on the armor of God. And here's the thing is we put on the armor of God through, through getting in God's word. You know, we, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It builds our faith. So there's our, our shield of faith, you know. Our helmet of salvation. You know, we need to know and, and accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. You know, God sent His only begotten Son so that we can be saved. Nobody has to perish. So we, we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And when we do, a helmet of salvation is put upon us. And notice that this helmet of salvation is upon your, your head where your mind is. Amen? I, I tell people all the time, the greatest battlefield you ever fight in is only six inches. Come on, right here. This is, your, this is your battlefield right there. Amen? This is where the devil does the most damage. It's right there in your mind. So we need to put on the helmet of salvation. We need to make sure we have on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. Amen? Standing right with God. Amen? Having the belt of truth. You know, the truth of God's Word is what holds up everything. I like how the, the truth of God's Word just holds up the whole armor. Amen? So we put on the armor of God, but we don't put it on to look pretty. Mm -mm. Let, me, oh, let me just tell you, go ahead and tell you this too. When you put on the armor of God and you got the armor of God on, only speak what God speaks. You see, when you got the armor of God on and you're speaking what God speaks, the devil thinks that's God underneath that armor. Huh? But when you start speaking your own mind in your own words, the devil looked real close. Oh, that ain't Jesus underneath that armor. That's just the wing. Oh, Lord, I thought that was Jesus himself underneath that armor come walking out of there like that, all that armor. Oh, but that's just the wing. That's just me, Maul. You've got to be careful with your words. Make sure you're saying what God says and not your own thinking. Amen. How many know your own thinking can mess you up? It can mess you up. All right. Cool. Let's go back with me in the Word here. It says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age or this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now I'm reading from the New King James Bible tonight, so there might be a couple of words there a little different, but it still gives you the same meaning. Therefore, taking you the whole armor of God. So he's telling us that there's demons out there that we are wrestling against. We're not wrestling against one another. When's the last time you got mad at somebody? Raise your hand if, you get, if you've been mad at somebody in the past week. Woo! We got some saints in the house. Hallelujah. Anybody been mad at anybody in the past month? Huh? Oh, we still got some sanctified folks up in here. Has anybody been mad at anybody this past year? Oh, all right, now we're getting more honest in the church. All right. Come on. Who are we really mad at? Who are we really mad at? You ever notice how easy it is to get mad at a person? We get mad at the person, and we're not thinking about the spirit behind the person. You know? There's a lot of people that's just puppets on a string, and the, and the, and the spirit world is just moving them around. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You got to be careful. Them strings that get a hold of you start moving you around too if you ain't careful. You got to stay in God's Word. Stay holy. Stay sanctified. Amen. So we need to realize that when we get our tempers up and we're about ready to go at it with somebody, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Hello. We wrestle against the spirit behind the person. And that's where we need to focus at is the spirit behind the person. Okay? 
So there's seven things, seven things that Satan attacks. Seven things that we find right here in God's Word. Number one, Satan fights truth. He fights truth. Amen. Have you noticed they're trying to teach our children there is no such thing as absolute truth? Amen? I'm going to tell you something. That Holy Bible you get sitting in your lap right now, that's absolute truth. Amen. It's absolute truth. It is yes and amen. Look, from the table of contents to the maps behind revelations, it is yes and amen. Okay? That is truth. Now, truth doesn't matter if we agree with it. It doesn't matter if we like it. It's still truth. Amen? But in today's times, you know, they want to change truth if they don't agree with it or don't fit their lifestyle or it, just, or it offends them. Then they want to change truth. But, you know, you can't change truth. You can't change it. Truth is truth. Amen? No matter what you want to call it, no matter how you want to treat it, truth is still truth. So the truth, we, Satan attacks the truth. If he can attack the truth that you're trying to believe in, attack the word that you're trying to believe in and the truth, guess what? All the rest of your armor will fall right off of you because you won't know what truth is. This is why it's so important to stay in church. This is why it's so important to get in God's Word. This is why it's so important to pray. Listen, when you open up the Bible, say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me what I don't understand. Show me what I need to see in the Word today. Isn't it amazing how every time we read, I mean, you know, we're in our Bible or our reading time right now. You know, read your scripture every day, read your chapter every day. And we're in 2 Corinthians. Isn't it amazing how many times we have read 2 Corinthians and yet we see something new? You know, we see something new every time. Because God is revealing truth to us. A little bit here and a little bit there, but he's revealing truth to us. So truth is important and the devil will attack truth. The second thing the devil wants to attack is righteousness. Oh, you ain't righteous. You know you ain't saved. You know you ain't holy. You know what you did last year. You know what you did last month. Oh, there's that club. Look, you're driving down the road. There's that club you used to go into. Why don't you go on back over there? Come on. You know, the devil starts telling you all kinds of things, reminding you of your past. Remember what I said on, about preaching you on Sundays. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Come on. The devil, you're right, i got a past. That old man is dead, but you know that past is there. But I'm living in the here and the now. But let's talk about your future, devil. Don't run off, devil. Let me read to you. I know you can't read, devil, so sit down. I'm going to read Revelations to you. You're going to burn forever and ever in the lake of fire, praise God, while I'm dancing on the streets of gold. Amen. So remind the devil of his future. He cannot stand to be talked about his future. Because he knows he's going to burn forever and ever. He, listen, the devil knows. He's unread revelations too. He knows he loses. He's just so evil, he's trying to convince you that he's going to win. But he knows he's going to lose. He's not a fool. He's not stupid. He knows he's going to lose. But he's going to, he's going to do his evil thing to the end. The third thing is the preparation of the gospel. The devil attacks the gospel. Oh, Lord, we want to rip pages out of the Bible. Come on. We want to rip pages out of the Bible. We want to put so many translations over the Bible, we don't know what the Bible even says anymore. Amen. Come on. Have y'all ever heard of a... Y'all got King James? How many of y'all got King James? Raise your hand. You ever heard of Queen James? Oh, yeah. It, it exists. Look it up. It's Queen James is taking everything that God talks about being against homosexuality. He takes all that out and embraces homosexuality and even tries to convince you that Jesus was a homosexual. I mean, it's, it's in there. Queen James. Changing the Word of God. Be careful with what translation of the Bible you're reading. Because there's some translations out there that have taken complete sentences and verses completely out. Mm -hmm. 
completely out. And so you got to be real careful. I always say, let, let the King James be your foundation. You be a foundation. Build your foundation on King James. You can go to, I mean, I love Amplified. I go to that all the time, but King James is still my foundation. I'm reading New King James tonight, but guess what? Old King James is still my foundation. I'm going to base everything on it. And I'm going to build on top of it. Listen, I might go to Amplify to get a deeper understanding. Amen? But I'm going to make sure, listen, if it says something contrary to what King James says, then, that, then that, that's not the Word of God. I'm going to get away from it. You've got to be careful. Because the devil wants to deceive. And he attacks the gospel. He attacks it. He wants to change the gospel. How about your faith? Has anybody here been attacked in their faith? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been attacked in your faith. And yet our faith is a shield. The shield of faith. That faith shield is a protection. You know, you don't run out in the battlefield and start hitting people with your shield. I mean, I guess you can, but, you know, you're just going to knock them down. They're going to get back up and swing at you with a sword, you know. But the shield is for your protection. You know, the, when Paul wrote this, he was, he was chained between two Roman soldiers and he was looking at their armor. He was looking at their shield. He was looking at their, at their weapon, their sword, you know. And he said, the sword is the word of God, but that shield, that's faith. You know, we need faith to protect us. Amen? Well, the devil wants to erode your belief system. He wants to dumb down the church, dumb down our, our education system. It's amazing what they don't even teach our kids in, in school anymore about history. He wants to, they want to dumb down our education system. And so a faith is always attacked. But how do we get more faith? Somebody tell me how we get more faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How many times have I said, I must, I probably say that a thousand times a year, I guess. I don't know. But it's so true. Amen. We need more Word, not less Word. Because more Word that we hear, the more faith we have, and the stronger our shield can get. Now let me tell you, this is good news for us parents and grandparents, is our shield can get so big that it can protect our family. Especially your little, your little kids. You got a little kid like that, you know. They just babies, okay? They learning. How big is their shield going to be? Not very big, because they're just learning. They need mama's shield to hold them up. Run behind mama's shield, and that'll protect them. Amen. And you protect your family with your shield. But if you've got a small shield, it's kind of hard to protect your family. Hard to protect yourself. So we've got to get more faith. The devil wants to attack our faith. The fifth thing that the devil wants to attack is your salvation. Boy, if he can knock that hill with a salvation off the top of your head, everything else will crumble down too. Get you doubting. I don't know if I'm saved or not. I hope I'm saved. You ever talk to anybody? I hope I'm saved. I talked to a man just this week. Sit down and, and at his house and talk with him and ask him about the Lord. He said, I hope I'm saved. I said, whoa, brother. We can go past that hoping and we can get to the knowing. All we got to do is ask him. I, I broke out the Bible. I said, let me see your Bible. He had a Bible there and I turned it to First uh, John 1 and, 1 and 9. He's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness if we do what? Repent and ask Him to forgive us of our sins. That's all we got to do. We ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. It says right there, black and white in, in the Bible, He is faithful and He is just. Jesus is not a liar. Amen. His blood is not so weak that it cannot save you. His arm is not too short that he cannot hug you. Listen, he is faithful and he is just if we simply trust his word. Trust the word. Everything must be based on the word. Your belief system must be based on the word. So I prayed with him. 
led him to the Lord, and we got to the knowing. Amen. We went past the hoping and got to the knowing. Amen. Based on the word of God. But you know, it, it, the devil wants to attack that. He wants to knock that helmet of salvation off. You know? And he, he's got his tricks. He's, he's got his tricks. Look, look at what it says here. The wiles of the devil. Where it says wiles, that's trickery. Tricks of the devil. He's full of tricks. Always deceiving. Trying to deceive. You know, you give your heart to the Lord, and the next thing you know, the devil will be walking right beside you saying, Oh, come on. You don't really believe all that. You know you ain't really saved. You know you still got that thought. Come on. You know you still want that cigarette. Hello. You know that beer still tastes good. Come on. You know that's a good looking woman. Don't lie. Don't sit here and lie. You just got to say don't lie. You know it's a good looking woman. Come on. Some of y'all looking at me like, Pastor, what's, what's happening right now? Come on. I'm being real with you. I'm telling you about my life. This is my life experience with God and the devil. Amen. And the devil will do everything he can to convince you you didn't get nothing. Oh, you went down there, they lay hands on you. You felt some goosebumps because you had a cold chill, honey. Just a cold air came right through the church. That wasn't the Holy Ghost. That was just a cold chill came through. You didn't get nothing. Come on. And he will do his best to talk you out of everything. But listen, there's one thing for sure. The Bible says that the devil, everything come out of the devil. He's a liar. So if the devil's telling you something, believe the opposite. Amen. The devil tell you ain't saved and you shout and say, praise God, I know I'm saved because the devil tell me I ain't. <laughs> the devil tell me I'm not saved, I must be saved. Amen. The devil tell me I'm not healed, I must be healed. Come on. Whatever the devil tell you, just believe the opposite. It may it aggravate him, he'll leave you for a season because you know you can aggravate the devil. Oh yeah, you can aggravate the devil. Amen. Anybody here like aggravating people? Well, I know I do. I can start aggravating somebody. I... It's a bad habit of mine. I can, I, I, can, I can really get on it, you know, and aggravate somebody. I like turning on the devil. I turn it on the devil and start aggravating him. Amen. Where are you going, devil? Let me read to you. Sit down, brothers. Have a prayer meeting. Come on. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you about the streets of gold that you ain't going to walk down. Ooh. I'm going to tell you about that fire that I'm not going to feel, but you're going to burn. <laughs> Come on. Start aggravating him. Amen. He'll leave you for a season. For a season, he's always going to be hanging around and try to come back and get you, though. The devil's always going to attack the Word of God. Well, you know that Bible. You know man wrote that Bible. And Lord, it's full of errors and mistakes. And, you know, that probably ain't even the right translation. You know? I mean, hello? Am I talking to somebody? You know what I'm talking about. This is stuff you hear on the streets now. This is stuff you hear when you talk to people about the Lord, is it not? We've got to have confidence and faith. I want to tell you something. You believe what you want to believe, but I believe that my God is so big and so great and so awesome that He knew how to put His words in writing and put it in my hand. Amen? amen. Every word of God is yes and amen, and it is true. So, preacher, how do you know that the Bible is true? Because my spirit bears witness with the spirit of the word of God. Amen. And when I read it, a fire begins alive on the inside of me. I know it's real. I know it's real. Amen. This ain't, listen, this ain't, this ain't no fantasy book that you're reading down at the library. This is living word. So people give me books all the time. It's pastor gold. I got books. You see my office. I got books everywhere. People give me books all the time. And I'll open it up and I'll start reading. And I don't get nothing out of it. I was like, man, I don't feel no spirit here. I don't feel nothing in this book. 
And the Lord will speak to me and say, he says, because that's not my words. And that's why you ain't feeling it. Because it ain't my word. Well, listen, when it's the word of God, you'll feel it. You'll feel it in your soul. You'll feel it when it's the word of God. Be careful just reading some old book out there. It may not be the word of God. It may not even be close to the word of God. Amen? So the word of God will always be attacked. Is it real? And then the seventh thing is prayer. Oh yeah, the devil's going to attack your prayer life. He's going to attack your prayer. You know you ain't got time to pray. You got to go cut that grass. You got to go build that hay. Oh Lord, you got to watch them kids. You got to wash the dishes. Somebody got to cook this up. You ain't got time to pray. Yeah, you know the proper prayer. You got to get on your knees. And you got to, I, I heard this this week. You got to get on your knees. That's the only way proper pray now. You got to get on your knees. Now I said, Lord, brother, you can't hardly get down enough. I mean, so if you can't get on your knees, you don't do no praying at all. Come on. I said, show me in that Bible. Show me in that Bible where it says you gotta, you got to get on your knees. Right. Amen. Listen, Jesus prayed on his knees. Jesus prayed standing up. Yeah. Jesus prayed laying down. Come on. Amen. Amen. Jesus prayed while he was running, running to go. Amen. Yeah. While he was walking down the road, Jesus was praying. He, all kinds of different ways to pray. Amen. Just the, the important thing is praying. But the devil do everything he can to convince you you don't have time to pray. The truth is you ain't you don't have time not to pray. Amen. You don't have time not to pray. But the devil always attack your prayer life. Well, you know God ain't really listening to you. You know your prayer just hit the ceiling and came back down. Come on. He'll do everything he can to attack your prayer. I want to tell you something. You pray according to God's word, he's listening. He's listening. Amen. Now you're praying something out of the way like you, you want a little red Corvette and you know you need a minivan to ride them kids to church. Y'all done heard? <laughs> Brother Jason got a red Corvette. I know if you come over to the house show me that red Corvette because every time like that took a picture. I put it on Facebook. People started commenting on Facebook. Oh, you finally got your red Corvette. <laughs> I said, Lord, no. <laughs> Lord, no. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I had one. Now I ain't got time for it. <laughs> but you got to pray according to God's Word. Amen? Not selfish prayers. Selfish prayer. And my prayer for Roy Kilvitt was a selfish prayer. Amen? So those are the seven things that the, that the devil loves to attack. Loves to attack. But let's talk about these spirits. How many of y'all realize that you're listening to spirits all the time? Well, we got quiet right there. Man, you got quiet. What? Let me say it again for everybody in the back row. You're always listening to spirits. They're always talking to you. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not me, preacher. I only listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't listen to no other spirits. Oh, yeah, you do. You just don't realize you do. You just don't realize that voice is talking to you as a spirit. That's all. You thought that was just your thought. Come on. You ever been going down the road or just doing something and all of a sudden you got the craziest thought come to you? Yes. A thought that you know you shouldn't be thinking? You know what I'm talking about? You know you ain't got no business thinking about that and yet all of a sudden it just consumes your mind and, and, man, and you're just lost in that thought. Where'd it come from? That spirit hanging around you? Yeah. Mm. Turn your Bibles to Revelations. Revelations chapter 2. We're going to talk about some spirits. The devil don't like us talking about spirits, by the way. He don't want you to be educated. 
He don't like you being educated in God's Word. That's why He always pulls at you and says, don't go to church tonight. <laughs> don't go to church today. Uh-uh. Ain't you got something else you want to do? Ball game's on. You don't want to go to church tonight. Uh-uh. The devil do everything he can to get you away from God's Word. Amen. You're tired. You work today. You're exhausted. You know you don't want to go to church today. Why don't you lay down in this bed and take a nap? Huh? Y'all ever heard it? Y'all ever heard it? See, the Spirit's talking to y'all. See? The Spirit's been talking to you the whole time. Revelation chapter 2, looking at verse 20. Now, I'll tell you what. Go to verse 18. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. And to the angel of the church of Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has the eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like the fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as far as your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. I don't think I want the Lord speaking that to me. How about you? Would you want the Lord to say, I got a few things against you? Uh-uh. Lord, I don't want to hear that. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her in, into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am He who searches the minds and the hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Mm-mm. So let's talk about this, this spirit of Jezebel that Jesus is talking about here. We know that this is a spirit of Jezebel because the woman Jezebel is in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. There was a real woman named Jezebel. She was the wife of Ahab, king. And we're going to talk about, talk about that in, in, Acts, in 1 Kings chapter 16, 17, and 18. But what the Lord is talking about here is a spirit. There's a spirit known as the Jezebel spirit. And this Jezebel spirit in the, in the church... Well, she was considering herself to be a prophetess. She was prophesying. She was a teacher. She was a preacher. But she was doing some very immoral things. She was leading the people away from God and still leading them to God. Okay? And, of course, she got into uh, sexual immoralities and stuff like that. Now, down there where it talks about the death of her children, it's actually referring to those that are listening to her teachings, those that are under her doctrine. That's, that's what they're talking about. So, Jesus describes to us a Jezebel spirit. The Jezebel spirit calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce, claiming to be inspired, and she's teaching and, and misleading uh, the servants of God. So we can see in Revelations that the Lord is talking about a spirit of Jezebel and not a physical person named Jezebel. There was indeed a woman in the church that was teaching and seducing the church, but her name was not Jezebel. Jezebel was the name of the spirit that was operating through her. Okay? The name of the spirit operating through her. The first thing I want you to realize about this spirit of Jezebel that we see in Revelations is that Jezebel always seeks, the spirit of Jezebel always seeks titles. Y'all ever known anybody hung up on titles? 
Oh, yeah. I went to the church one time, and everybody in the church had a title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't just, you couldn't just call him brother or sister. Oh, no, that's missionary. That's, that's missionary uh, brother, missionary uh, sister, you know. No, that's deaconess. You can't just say, hey, brother Dwayne. No, that's deaconess Dwayne. I mean, everybody got a title, and they want you to call them by that title. And there was prophets in the church, and you got to call them prophets. And, and there was doctors in the church, you got to call them doctors. And, you know, you, you uh, had bishops in the church, you had to call them bishops. You couldn't call them by their name. You had to call them by their title. And they introduced themselves by their title. Have y'all ever known anybody hung up on a title? Oh, yeah, got to beware. Be careful of them title people. Title people. See, somebody that really loves the Lord don't care about a title. Somebody really loves the Lord just wants to be a servant of God. Amen. Just wants to be a servant of God. Amen. Amen. I happen to be an ordained bishop in the church of God. Do I require you to call me bishop? No. Some of y'all call me by my first name. Don't even call me pastor. Y'all just call me by my first name. Because I'm not hung up on that. Amen. I'm hung up on being a servant of the most high God. A servant of the most high God. So, you got to be careful of those that are looking for a title. And they'll come to the church. And they'll be looking for a position. They'll be looking for a title. Amen. I've, I've had them come to me. I've had them come to me. I, I want to I do this in the church. And I want this title. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, bro. We'll let you work in the church. But we're going to hold off on that title thing. Okay? We're going to see how you work out first. You know? And we, don't, we don't worry about all them titles. We, I like to work as a team. Have y'all noticed that about me? I like to build teams. It's a team, okay? And, and it's working the team because you may not be on the team all the time. You might not be on the team forever, but the team going to keep going. Amen? Amen? So I like to build teams in the church instead of titles because titles begin to give people a swelled head. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know anybody with swelled heads. Yeah, see, that's a Jezebel spirit. When you see people got a swelled head because of their position or their title, that's a Jezebel spirit at work. No I in teams. Yeah. Still spelled T-E-A-M, right? Not T-I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Number two, a Jezebel spirit will always come in the middle of assembly of believers to seduce them away from the word of the Lord and cause them to follow the spirit of Balaam, which is the spirit of error, causing doubt on the word of God. Jezebel's spirit will always try to bring confusion to the gospel. Confusion to the word of God. Confusion. Yeah. And that's, that's what you have to be aware of. Not everybody that comes into the church um, believes the same thing that you believe in. Amen? I talked, to a, I talked to a guy just this week, and he told me that miracles have been done away with. That God don't do miracles anymore. I said, what scripture is that, brother? I haven't read that one yet. When did it stop? I, I haven't read that yet. You see, you got to stay with the Word of God. Amen? you got to stay with the Word of God. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of strange beliefs. Strange beliefs. And I always ask them, well, where's that? Show me in the Word. You know, they, they, they never can. They never can show you in the Word. Amen? Never can show you in the Word. And so you got to be, be aware, be careful. So a Jezebel spirit will always come in the middle of an assembly of believers and try to seduce them away from the word of God, the truth 
of the Word of God. And that's what she was doing in, in Revelations. Number three, a Jezebel spirit will always attack. Mm. Yeah. A Jezebel spirit will always attack the pastor and the pastor's wife and any other preachers who have a position in the church. Jezebel spirit will do that. He sure will. Um, and I'll tell you through my personal experience, most of the time the Jezebel spirit comes in through somebody claiming to be a preacher. Yeah, they'll come in church. And most of the time, I have seen there's a Jezebel spirit when they come in, they don't go right after the pastor. No, they want to start off with the pastor's secretary, or the pastor's Jewish church teacher, or the pastor's worship leader. You see, the, the, the spirits want to attack the leadership. The pastor's in the middle of that leadership, but the, but the spirit don't know. It better not go straight after the pastor. It's got to go after those that are outside, those that are looking for the weak prey. Weak prey, just like a just like a, a, a predator hunting. They're going to go after those that see the weak, weak in the word. They're going to get them first. When you got a limp, they're going to get you first. You're a little slow. They're going to get you first. And so that's what a usually Jezebel spirit does when they come in. They'll start they'll start going after somebody. And it's always through the spirit of criticism. Well, I'll give you one thing. The passion that made me do the This is how I do it. Huh? Come on. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what. The passion let me play that piano. We can play it a little different. I don't know why she played it that way. Amen. Spirit of criticism. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Well, if he let me back in the floor, I'd back him in bed. Come on. Tell come on. Tell him come on. Let him come on. But they work through criticism. Criticize. Criticize. Some of y'all just, y'all just go back in your mind. Y'all know, y'all can think of some things, can't you? Y'all can think of some things. Somebody come into the church, you don't know them from the hill of beans, the next thing you know, they want to know uh, why the wall is that covered, or why that brother wears a tie, and, and why that so and so is in that position, you know? Mm-hmm. And they start criticizing. Yeah. They don't go after the pastor. But let me tell you, they love to go after the pastor's wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they go after the pastor's wives. They show sure weird. See, that's how you rattle pastor's cage. Huh? You go after his wife. And Jezebel spirits up the laughter and the pastor's wife. They really do. Y'all need to pray for your pastor's wife. Amen. Y'all need to pray for Angel. She's always fighting those demons. They're always, always solving. Everybody got a better idea. Everybody's a good day. Amen. I call it Monday, Monday night quarterback. Game ended on Saturday and you still quarterbacking on Monday. It's okay. I was trying to tell somebody how to do it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> when I look my old grandson playing ball, he's he only nine years old. He's playing ball, you know, they, like that. He's playing football, you know. And uh, well, they they make some of these big college, trying to do college play. The Lord, they ain't Alabama out there. They're just little kids. I mean, they throwing the ball, going long, and you know what I'm saying. And I said, my Lord, what's wrong with that coach? Just hand the man the ball. Just hand that boy the ball. Let him run, you know. And my son-in-law getting upset. I looked over at him and I said. 
I think you and I will go down there and volunteer. We'd be the coaches. I think we coach no better than that. He looked at me and I looked at him. I said, nah, we messed it up real big. <laughs> we messed it up real big. <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, I ain't got the patience. <laughs> but you know, you can do that real easy. Start criticizing. Start criticizing. Well, I don't know why you give football to my grandson. Well, he, he outrun them all. Why would that my grandson be quarterback? He got an arm on him. Why did I always give him that number 21? Who's that 21? I always give him football. What a good my boy. You know what I'm saying? Criticize. Criticize the spirit of Jezebel. That's a, that's a Jezebel spirit at work. And she works. And she loves to come in and mess with things. And she begins to work, stirring things up, stirring up the pot, getting the people upset about this, that, and the other. You know, this little things. Okay? That's what Spirit of Jezebel will do. The Spirit of Jezebel will talk to you in such a way that you will think she's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Oh, yeah. Y'all remember when you got in that tent revival? Tent revival now. Look at how long ago. Just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. I'll never will forget Sunday night. Sunday night. Preacher was preaching. I mean, he did a good job. It looked like everything was winding up. And, 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 and a, a compassionate voice came to me. Compassionate. Compassionate voice. Look around, your people are tired. When he gets to, get to Mike, you just go ahead and dismiss them. Send everybody home. They're tired. They, you know, they're good people. Oh, they've been faithful in church. It's Sunday night. They'll be with you this morning. They're tired. Have some, have some compassion on your people and send them home. And I was like, yeah. That sounds like the right thing to do. That sounds righteous, don't it? Sounds righteous. But then I heard another voice, just as compassionate. He said, well, what about that woman in that wheelchair? If nobody prays for her, will she ever come up? What about that blind woman? If the church will never pray for her, will she ever see? And I said, compassion. Both voices came to me in compassion. One of them was the Holy Spirit. One of them was Jezebel. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, I was debating for a while which was which. Which was which. You know? And finally, I made up my mind. I said, well, if I miss God, I'm going to miss God trying to get somebody out of the wheelchair. Amen. I said, if I'm going to miss God, I'm going to get somebody out of the wheelchair. If they don't come out of the wheelchair, that's what I'll miss God. I said, okay. Well, at least I was trying to obey God. If I miss him, I'm missing him. No, I'm going to try to get somebody out of the wheelchair. Brother, you see come out of the But see, I had two voices talking to me. Oh, preacher, you mean the devil talks to you? Come on, folks. I'm just as human as you are. Show me, though. And I had to figure out which voice was which voice was the was the Holy Spirit and which voice was Jezebel. You see, she didn't want that woman coming out of that wheelchair. She didn't want that blind woman seeing angels in that tent. She didn't want all them other folks getting healed that came up during that time either, did she? She wanted everybody to go home. Go home before the miracles start happening. Go home before things got to get stirred up. Don't, don't, don't keep it going. Go home. Don't go home. You know, I know it's with nobody in a hurry to go home. Night after night, I said, Lord, it's 10 o'clock. Folks still here. They got to go to work tomorrow. Amen. The people were hungry for the Lord. And so, yeah, even I have to, just, I have to figure out which voice am I listening to? Which voice are you listening to? 
Which voice is talking to you? Sometimes it's not easy to figure out. But I'll tell you, one good way to help you, does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up? If it don't line up with the Word of God, chances are it's not, it's not the Holy Spirit talking to you. But if it lines up, you can find some scripture to base it on. You can find a scripture that's backing up. It lines up with something the Lord will say. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's always going to say what the Holy, what the Lord will say. He's always going to say what that Bible will say. He's always going to say what Jesus will say. Holy Spirit ain't going to say anything outside of Jesus and that Bible. Never will. Never will. Jesus said he will not speak of his own. He will only speak of what the Father tells him to speak of. He won't speak of himself. He won't glorify himself. He won't say, oh, look at me. I'm the Holy Spirit. He won't try to edify himself. He will only edify the Son and the Father. Amen. And so that's a good way of telling. So what spirit are we listening to? What spirit are we listening to? Amen. Be, be careful not to listen to a Jezebel spirit. We've got a few more minutes here. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. And then we're going to have to wrap it up. Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> this good word tonight. Jezebel didn't want me to bring this out tonight. Try to talk me out of it. Talk me out of it. You know what Jezebel said? It said right after, right after I talked to Blayton, and he said my daddy and my sister are gonna come to church tonight. Jezebel said, "Oh, you don't want to talk about that? Then you need to talk about something else. You might scare them off." That's what Jezebel said. And I was like, Lord. What you want me to do. Hello. Amen. What you want me to do. Galatians chapter 5. Go to verse 19. 18. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. This is Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, you are, not led, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and of like of which I tell you before, just as I've told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, look at this. But the fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, which is meekness, self-control, which is temperance. Against such there is no law, and of those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, let us walk in the Holy Spirit. So the, whole, the fruit, the nine fruits of the Spirit. Those are nine fruits of the Spirit. In other words, the nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Those are her, that's the Holy Spirit's personalities. That's who He is. That's his character, okay? The nine fruits of the Spirit. That's his character. So if that's his character, if that's the character of the Holy Spirit, then what's the opposite of that? Well, instead of love, it's hate. Right? Instead of joy, it's depression and anxiety and panic. Instead of long-suffering, which is patience, it's no patience. Anybody here suffer from a lack of patience? That's a Jezebel spirit trying to aggravate you. Back of patience. All right. Kindness. What's the opposite of kindness? Rudeness. Have you noticed how rude people are in today's times? My goodness, they're getting worse, aren't they? Rudeness. 
Rudeness. Goodness, the opposite of goodness is evil. Faithfulness. Truth breakers, somebody just can't keep a promise. Alright? These are all the these are all the fruits of the devil or the fruits of Jezebel's spirit. How about gentleness, meekness? The opposite of that would be a bully. A bully. You know anybody's a bully? Got a bully, got bullying spirit. Self-control and temperance. How about anger problem? Anybody got an anger problem? Anger problem? Anger problem people, people get angry quickly. They're wrestling a Jezebel spirit. You see, those are the fruits and manifestations of a Jezebel spirit or the spirit of the devil as he likes to talk to us. Talk to us. Those, are the fruit, those are his fruits. The opposite of the fruits of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So anytime you see, and we're going to wrap this up because we're out of time, but anytime you see these things in operation, next time you hear somebody being critical, next time you have a critical thought, okay? Next time you see these things, begin to realize there's voices talking. And it's not, it's not God. It's not the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's always going to walk in love and talk love. He's always going to have joy. Amen? He's always going to have self-control and patience. The Holy Spirit is always going to be meek. Amen? Gentle and kind. That's the Holy Spirit. The devil is always going to be the opposite. Amen? Let's all stand here to go to our feet. I know the kids are about done. I can hear them. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for opening up the word of life as we're just getting into this, God. And there's so much more meat to talk about. I pray, Lord, that you open our understanding that we begin to realize that there are spirits out there trying to deceive us. That there are spirits out there trying to control us. That there are spirits out there trying to break us down. Make us fight within ourselves. That we bind the spirit of Jezebel tonight. We bind the spirit of Jezebel working in this church. We bind the spirit of Jezebel working in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, say that out loud. I rebuke and I bind the spirit of Jezebel from working in my life. Amen. Say that again. I rebuke and I bind the spirit of Jezebel from working in my life. Father, I ask the Lord to give us wisdom that we can see these spiritual things working. And you give us wisdom to know when to pray. You give us wisdom to know when to speak. And you give us wisdom to know when not to speak. Father, we ask you for wisdom tonight as we learn to deal with these Jezebel spirits in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for a blessing over the people, God. Lord, that you bless them. Lord, that you encourage them. Lord, that you set them free right now in the name of Jesus, Father. To give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. And amen. Amen. Don't forget about Sunday morning. Come be with us in church. Amen. Uh, see Brother Wayne on our cleanup list. Did I give you the cleanup? Oh, here it is, Brother Wayne. Brother Wayne's got the cleanup list for those that are going to help clean the church. All right. Greet somebody in the wall. What's your name, brother? All right.
Thank you. 